We are finishing up our sermon series this week um, on Resurrection Sunday, uh, talking about I am. Jesus said seven I am statements. They were revolutionary statements, and they matter deeply to us today. And so we've talked about that leading up into Easter, the I am statements. And so we've talked about how Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And then he said, I am uh, the light of the world. And then he said, I am the door. And then I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And last week we talked about, I am the vine, you are the branches. He talks about these statements of describing who he is and what that means for us. And so today we're going to be talking about the seventh uh, statement that Jesus said, the I am statement is, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. That uh, verse up there, it's John actually 11, 25, not 35, so our bad on that one. But I am the resurrection and the life. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. We thought it was fitting because it was Easter, so we went with it. Um, And so I want to set the stage a little bit for you about when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, Jesus was friends with a family of three siblings, um, Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. Okay, so Jesus is friends with Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Um, and uh, through, through different times, they have different interactions and stuff. Um, Jesus is away in another town, and Lazarus gets sick, actually so sick that he ends up dying. And, uh, and he succumbs to his sickness, and Jesus and the disciples go, and they go over to Mary and Martha's house. Basically, they're going into a funeral, or they're going into a house of mourning. And so they, he, he goes there to go pay his respects, and he goes to talk to Mary and Martha, but he also is going to go do something very miraculous when he visits the grave of Lazarus. And so that's where we're going to pick it up. We're going to pick it up when Jesus is going into the house of mourning, um, into uh, Mary and Martha's house. He's going to talk to Martha. That's where we're going to be uh, focusing on. He talks to them both, but today we're going to be talking about his interaction with Martha. And in John 11, starting in verse 23, Jesus says this. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall, li- yet he shall live. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? It's really interesting. Jesus would, would go to this house and where, where there's a funeral going on. He goes in and he sees Martha first. And Martha comes up to him and says, you know, Jesus, I know that if you would have been here, you could have healed him and he could have gotten better. But, but I'm just really glad you're here. I'm really glad you're here. And Jesus says, your brother, your brother's going to rise again. It's really interesting. Jesus comes into this moment of tremendous brokenness, of darkness, of sadness in Martha's life. She's just lost her brother. She doesn't know what she's going to do. And Jesus comes in and he says these words to her, your brother will rise again. Um, I don't know about you if, you, if you've ever lost loved ones before or, or, or been in that place and you had people come up to you. And sometimes people say things that are really helpful. And sometimes people say things that are really not helpful. Um, and and they're, what they're, they have, their heart's in the right place, but sometimes the words that come out of their mouth, you just kind of look at them and go, oh, God bless you. But seriously, um, silence is what I really need at this moment um, out of your face. Um, 
Because sometimes we don't know what to say, right? We, we try to be helpful, but we don't know what to say. Jesus steps into this moment, and this, this is the amazing thing is Jesus knows what's going to happen. Jesus says this with 100% confidence because he knows what's going to happen. He says, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, I know. I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Basically, let's say, listen, I, I believe I have sound theology. I believe that, that my brother loved God, and I believe that, yes, I believe that he will raise again on the last day. I, I believe in the resurrection. And she believes in this concept that, yes, he will rise again, and that does bring us comfort. But then Jesus says something really amazing. Martha says, I believe that he will rise again in the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. You see, resurrection is not something we aspire to. It's not something that we can work towards. He's a person we follow. He's a person we trust. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the embodiment of life and resurrection. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. What he's saying is this. He says, listen, if you believe in me and you die, I will resurrect you. And after that, there is eternal life after that. You will never die again. If you believe in me because I am the resurrection and the life, I can raise you from the dead and I can have you live forever with me. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? That's the question he asked Martha. That's the question he asks us. Do you believe this? Do you trust Jesus? Do you trust him at his word? Do you trust that he can actually raise you from the dead? Do you believe that you can live with him forever in eternity? Do you believe this? Martha responds. Her response is amazing, by the way. We're going to see this in verse 27. She says this. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Jesus says, I, I've come to give you resurrected life. I've, I've come to raise you from the dead. And if you die, I will raise you. And after that, you will live forever. Do you believe this? Do you believe that there's resurrection? But the thing about resurrection is, is that, that there is death before it. There is no resurrection without death. And sometimes I think we have a hard time trusting Jesus because we're scared of what might die in that moment. We scare about like that, that, that there's something that needs to be resurrected. And so to give your life to Jesus is to give him all your hopes, to give him all your dreams, to give him all control of your life and say, Jesus, do with it as you wish. And he says, I've come to give you resurrected life. Resurrection wasn't just a neat parlor trick. It was resurrecting to a new life. He would actually give you new life. It's not like he resurrects us and goes, pretty neat, huh? And then just walks away. He says, no, I'll give you resurrected life. No, come follow me. Come follow me. He says, Martha, do you believe this? And she says, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ the son of God who's coming into the world. If you ever want to know how to respond to Jesus, like how do you give your life to Jesus or like, I don't know what to say to him. This is a great response. Just so you know, 
yes, Lord, I do believe you, that you are the Christ, the Son of God, come into the world. There's three really cool parts in here. The Christ, Son of God, come into the world. First is, I believe you are the Christ. Now the Christ, the word Christ means anointed one, chosen. The Christ is prophesied about in the Old Testament, talking about either the Christ or the Messiah is another word for it. And he says, you, there's going to come one that is the Christ, which means God's chosen to take away the sins of the world and rescue us and establish his kingdom. Okay, that's what the Christ is. That's what everybody was longing for. They were longing for the savior of the world. They were longing for the savior of the world to establish the kingdom of God and take away the sins of the world. Martha in this moment says, I believe that you are the Christ. I believe that you are God's chosen one, that there was never anybody like you before you and there will never be anybody like you come after you. You are God's chosen to take away the sins of the world. That's what she says in this moment. I believe you are the Christ. And by the way, she's right. And then she says, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are the same substance as the father. Now to be the son of God doesn't mean that he was ever created. It means that in relationship to God the father, he takes this role next to God the father, but they are the same substance. This is God in the flesh. She says, I believe you are God. Can you imagine talking to God face to face and just saying that to him? I think that's just, what a moment to be able to just get there and go, I believe you're God. Jesus go, yep. And then she says, I believe you, you are the Christ, the son of God, come into this world. That God is not some distant, far off deity, that he actually put on human flesh and walked this earth and walked in our brokenness and came to us in our pain and in our darkness. Think about that. This, she's just lost someone she loves dearly, and Jesus is there with her, giving her words of hope, saying, Your brother will rise again, and whoever believes in me will rise again never to ever die again. Do you believe this? And Martha says, yes, I do. What's amazing after this moment is that she's, they're gonna go to the grave site and they're gonna go to the grave of Lazarus and Jesus is actually gonna weep there in that moment in sadness. But then, but then Jesus does something amazing. He stands there and he says, okay, everybody, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the stone that's in front of the grave and I want you to roll it away from the tomb. And everybody goes, uh, yeah, about that, Jesus. Um, couple of things, couple of things. Before we go do that, uh, number one, we live in a Mediterranean climate. It's really hot. Number two, Lazarus has been dead for a while. Okay, so, like, things start to happen when you're in a warm climate and you're dead, um, it's probably not gonna smell good in there and it's probably not anything that we really wanna look at. So, you sure about this? Jesus goes, yep, roll away the stone. And they go, okay. And they roll away the stone and it's amazing, Jesus speaks and he says, Lazarus, come out. 
Jesus speaks and the dead come to life. There was no magic mantra. There was no potion. There was no anything. He just said, Lazarus, come out. And at the words of Jesus, the resurrection happens. And Lazarus comes out. He's bandaged up. He's like in burial clothes, kind of like a mummy. He's like kind of waddling out. And they're like, yeah, somebody take those off him. He's not going to need them anymore because he's not dead anymore. But at the words of Jesus, life happens. And we go back to the creation story back in Genesis when God spoke into being life. He created something, and then in Lazarus, he recreated. He brought life back to what was dead. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the essence and the power of resurrection embodied in me. Jesus would not only raise Lazarus from the dead, which was awesome, which also, by the way, the religious leaders found out about it and they wanted to quelch it, so they were like, you know what we should do? We should kill Lazarus. And I always found, I kind of chuckle, because I'm like, okay, he raised him once. If you kill him again, you just bring him back. You know what I mean? Like, that's... But he goes to Jerusalem and he will go and he will be arrested, he will be betrayed, he will be crucified. He will be crucified and he will be, he will be um, killed on the cross. He really died. Jesus really died. They nailed him to the cross after beating him all night. And then they jabbed a spear up underneath his ribs into his heart and just let him bleed out. He was dead. And they take his body down and they lay him in the tomb and they wrap him up in bandages and they put him there uh, because it's Friday night and Jews are not allowed to do anything on Saturday because it's the Sabbath and so they lay him in there and then they roll a huge stone in front of the tomb and the leader said, you know, we heard Jesus talking about resurrection, so let's, let's seal it there. We don't want anybody to steal the body, so we're going to put the stone in front of it, and then we're going to seal it, and then we're going to put two guards in front of it, just to make sure that nobody, nothing weird happens, and nobody steals the body. And that's how Friday ends. And then Saturday happens. It's the Sabbath. It's the day of rest. Jesus said it was finished on the cross and then rested. And then Sunday happens. We pick it up in Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the stone back and sat on it. I love that. Isn't that cool? He's like, sit, right? Awesome. Angels are so cool. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Yep. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek that Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. 
Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. If you want to go back uh, a slide, perfect. Thank you so much. So there it was. They go up on Sunday morning, and they go and um, prepare. They want to prepare the body for burial, and all of a sudden, this, this angel descends, rolls a stone back, sits on the stone, and says, hey, he's not here. Go look. He has been raised from the dead as he said, as he said he would. Here's the amazing thing about the resurrection. Well, so many things. One, he rose from the dead. Two, it gives validity to everything that he said. Everything Jesus said is now, it's, it's like proven valid. He just says, he says, I do this, I do this, I do this. They're like, prove it. And he's like, I'm going to die. And then on the third day, I'm going to rise from the dead. Like he goes, you want proof? Here's proof. I am the resurrection and the life and not even the grave can hold me. Also, what we see is that on the cross was the payment for our sin. And he said, it is finished. It is finished, which means all of it is done. And then Jesus raised from the dead, which shows that the grave could not hold them. The awesome thing is way back in the beginning of creation when Adam and Eve sin against God, death enters the world. It's part of the curse that, we, that we've brought upon ourselves because we rebel against God and apart from God, we can't live. But the amazing thing about Resurrection Sunday is that we see that death is temporary. We always think there's this big finality of it. But what we see in the resurrection is that Jesus is greater than death. And everything was paid in full. And all of your sin and all of my sin died that day. It died that day. And we raised to new life by belief in Christ. He says, I am the Christ. Do you believe this? And then as they're going, uh, Mary and the other Mary, they run off in fear and great joy. You ever had that mingle of emotions? That's just a cool moment, right? How do you feel right now? Scared to death and super happy, right? I, fear and great joy. They run off to go to tell the disciples. They've just seen the angel of the Lord appear and say that Jesus isn't here anymore. And then they see Jesus. They see Jesus standing there saying, greetings, they saw him die. They saw him die. And on the third day, they see him alive. Jesus defeated death. Didn't have a near-death encounter. Didn't come close to death. Died. And then defeated it. And they fall at his feet and they worship him. And they worship him in that moment. It's an amazing thing to know that Jesus 
rose from the dead, and by the way, is still alive. This day. This day, he's alive and can hear us. Hears us when we sing praises to his name. And desires to adopt people into his family. And you might be in a place going, I'm broken, I, I rebelled against God. The cross of Jesus Christ takes away the hostility between us and the Father. Jesus pays for it. Which means he's never going to pull it back out and hang it over your head. There's no skeletons in our closet that Jesus doesn't know about that Jesus hasn't forgiven. There's nothing that's going to come up later where Jesus is going to revoke your salvation. Jesus forgives us, pays for it on the cross, raises from the dead to show that it's all covered, and his wealth of his life goes beyond the debt of death. And because Jesus has said these things in our life, because Jesus has said these I am statements, they matter in our life. These are important things. Because Jesus said, I am the bread of life, I am satisfied in my soul. He satisfies my soul. Because Jesus said he is the light of the world, I have hope in the midst of darkness. Because Jesus said, I am the door, I have an entrance into the kingdom of God. Because Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, I am cared for and looked after. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, I have a leader that I can trust. Because Jesus is the vine, I have strength and joy. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life, I can be recreated. I can become a new creation in Christ. This is what it means to believe in Jesus. He does all of these things in everyone that puts their trust in him. He satisfies our soul, gives us hope, gives us a way to the Father, cares for us, looks after us, leads us in a way that we can trust him, gives us strength and joy, and makes us new creations. This is the God that we worship. This is our God. This is why we sing. This is why it's so important to know what Jesus says he is because he, he did it and then on the cross he gave his life for us and then he rose from the dead after that. This is our eternal, wonderful God when he tells Martha, your brother's gonna rise again and if you die, I will raise you again and if you raise again, you will never die ever again. You have this experience of life. Do you believe this? And she says, yes, I do. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, come into the world. And for everybody who's a follower of Jesus, this is our belief. This is our confession of our faith. He's the Christ. He's the chosen of God. He is the essence. He is God in the flesh. Come into this world to pay for our sin and give us a new life. This is why we sing. This is why we worship. This is why we serve. This is why we gather. It's why we give. This is an amazing God who's worth all of our life. He's worth everything. He's worth more than all the stuff that you care about so deeply in this moment. He's worth giving your life for.
It happened this morning, you know, in Sri Lanka. I think it was six bombs went off, three in churches. Over 130 people have lost their lives this morning just for going to church, just for being Christians. And today on this Resurrection Sunday, they are worshiping Jesus face to face. And if we could talk to them right now, their response would be this. He's so worth it. He is so worthy of it all. They met him sooner than they may have been planning. And they met him in a way that they didn't think was going to happen today. But now they see Jesus and they would go, oh, he's so worth it. He's so worth it. Why? Because he is the resurrection and the life. He's the resurrection and the life. And he gives us this hope. And he gives us this future that even though they died, they rose again, never to perish ever again. That is the promise for each and every one of us. And it's a promise available to everyone who would call upon the name of the Lord. And so if you're in this room today and you don't know Jesus, I want to introduce you to our King. This is our God. I'd like uh, for you, everybody, if you guys could all take out your uh, connection cards. If everybody could, it's on your bulletin. So if you guys, everybody could take it out. If everybody could take it out. And uh, maybe you have it on your phone. You can pull that up as well too in the app. And on the connection card, it will say something about, I want to know more about Jesus. If that's you today, if you're in this place today where you want to become a follower of Jesus, I want you to check that box on your connection card and drop it in the buckets as they come by in a little bit. Please leave as much information as you feel comfortable with, um, name, phone number, whatever. We'd love to follow up with you. We'd love to pray for you. We want to celebrate with you. But please, today, if you're in this room and you're like, I want to give my life to Jesus, and you are not in that spot yet, I pray that you, you would give your life to him. And I encourage you to do so. And it's not just about following a guy who was a really good teacher who lived a long time ago. Um, a lot of Bible scholars, there's dispute over where this tomb is, like where the exact location of the tomb uh, where Jesus was buried we're not 100% sure exactly where it is. Um, do you know why that's awesome? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where he was buried because he's not there anymore. It doesn't matter. It's just a hole in the ground. That's all it is. Because we have a living king that we worship that rose from the dead and is still alive today. Hallelujah. Happy Easter. Let's pray.